and welcome to another episode of Field Notes, the sister podcast to Sounds of the Sanctuary, the podcast by Red Wings. In Field Notes, each week we sit down with an expert from the charity to take a closer look at some of the horse care issues raised in previous episodes of Sounds of the Sanctuary. We hope this will be really interesting and informative for any horse owners, as well as those thinking of taking on a horse for the first time and anyone who'd like to find out more about caring for equines. In this week's Sounds of the Sanctuary, we met Gibson, a pony who came to the sanctuary as a two-day-old orphan foal, and we spoke about the handling training we undertake with any foals who are born at Red Wings. Today, we're sitting down once again with Red Wings' policy and research manager, Helen Whiteleg, to talk about basic horsey body language and how we can use that to communicate and build relationships with our four-legged friends. We're with Helen Whiteleg again today, and Helen's here to talk a little bit about how horses communicate and how we can use that to interact with them. So, Helen, can you tell me a little bit about general horsey body language? The big difference between horses and humans is that we're a much more vocal species and horses are not. They tend naturally not to try to draw attention to themselves. As you can imagine, if you were trying to be really quiet with somebody and not draw attention to yourself, you might use hand signals rather than calling out to them. And and that's kind of the principle that horses use. So they're very expressive. They use their faces, their bodies, different body parts. And there's quite a lot going on while remaining pretty much completely silent. So it's really interesting when you just have a little bit of insight into some of the basics and you can watch horses interacting with each other. That's really interesting what you say about horses being a quiet species because when you stand in the middle of some of our sanctuary sites, considering you have hundreds of horses around you, you could almost hear a pin drop, couldn't you? Yes, they are a really quiet species. I mean, if, if you hear noises, for example, I think people tend to associate horses with, with neighing, you know, which is quite a loud noise and can carry quite a distance, but you will rarely hear it as you say you know you can stand at a sanctuary site and you won't hear horses neighing and if you do it will almost certainly be be because they are calling out to a friend or or they've lost a sort of friend and it's their way of of reuniting themselves with their their herd so it's important that they they feel safe but they wouldn't use that kind of loud noise um, just in the day-to-day life when everything's fine and as it should be. You might hear a bit of a snort if they're unsure about something. They'll sometimes do a bit of a snort. They might have a little nicker, which can be quite a nice noise, quite a quiet, friendly noise that a, mo- a mother and a foal, for example, might use just to um, sort of bond with each other when they're quite close together. But yeah, in general, the vast majority of their communication is, is purely visual. And, and when you talked about if you hear a neigh, it's usually because they are calling out to each other. I think I've heard that myself when we've walked around our horse hospital sometimes when horses are moved from stables or into the treatment room, a mm. neighbouring horse might call out to them and they might call back as if to go, where are you going? What's happening? Is that basically what they're, I, what they're yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's um, kind of, you can, yeah, where are you off to? 
why are you not staying here with me? Because sort of being with their friends is quite important. I mean, it's fine. It, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily distressed, but it's just it's quite unusual. So you're right. It would be um, a horse being taken away and, and then being brought back a bit later. Or if a horse has to come in away from its friend because it needs to go into the horse hospital, some of its friends that yeah being left behind might call as a way of sort of saying, no, 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 you need to be here with us. This is where it's safe. It's all um, about their sort of instincts to stay together as a herd, which is their sort of priority as a safety mechanism in the wild. If we were approaching a horse that maybe we were a bit unsure of, what kind of things are we looking for to, that says that they're quite relaxed in our company? How would they communicate that with us? A horse that's sort of interested and in alert will usually have its ears quite forward. There is a, a Obviously, we can't move our ears at all, whereas horses can not only move their ears a lot, but they can move them independently of each other. Um, so there's quite a lot that they can do with them. But by sort of focusing their ears forward, it tends to mean that they are alert to information coming from that direction. Because of, they've got long necks, also the, the sort of where their head is can be quite indicative. So a horse that's got its head quite quite up, it might be alert in a, in a slightly wary sense or it might be alert because it's interested but a horse that's really relaxed will hopefully have its head a little bit lower and the whole body will look relaxed and it will be looking at you interested as you approach. It's quite useful to know that horses' eyes um, being placed on the side of their head rather than the front like ours mean that they've got a much wider field of vision. They can see almost all the way around themselves. But the one blind spot is right, right, right in front of them, just in front of their nose. So it's actually better and it's less um, intimidating not to sort of march up to them directly in front of them, but to approach them slightly more softly from slightly to the side. So sort of going towards their shoulder, that would be a little bit more of a friendly way to approach them, perhaps. And then just watch the face as you get nearer. And if a horse decides that it doesn't like the idea of you approaching, you will probably see that in the ears, the ears would move back and the head might sort of be pushed out towards you in a kind of go away gesture something like that the tail might swish might just be swishing because there's flies there's lots of different reasons horses um, can do different signals but all in all you would probably see that change and a subtle change is there just to warn us that they're not that happy and hopefully we can read that and then decide to move away not get not get any closer if we don't then we carry on approaching the horse may then choose to move away from us if it can to put the distance that it wants between us and them. Or if it can't, if it's it's not possible for it to do that, it may send out a stronger signal, may actually thrust its head out forwards, pin its ears really flat back, um, even threaten to bite, something like that, which again, it's a warning. And it's only if we still ignore the horse and the horse still isn't able to move from, away from us that a horse then actually becomes threatened to a point where it would actually bite or really hurt us. Everything that they're doing is trying to avoid that sort of conflict. They're a very peaceable species, but we do need to watch and respect what they are telling us in order to sort of stay safe around them and, and avoid getting hurt because they're big animals. So they're like really important clues that all of us can take into account when, if we're in any situation in terms of approaching a horse, 
but particularly important for horse owners, I'm assuming. And I know our carers as well are, are very well trained in, in this kind of body language and horse communication because it's, I suppose it's twofold, isn't it? It's it's not just understanding the horse and, and its needs in a moment of time, but also your safety as well. Definitely. Um, safety is a really important issue. And I think here at Red Wings particularly, because so many of our horses have not had good experiences with humans in the past um, and they don't forget negative experiences. They they do have very good memories, particularly if they're associated with something that's frightened or stressed them. Um, so they're not always that comfortable with people. So it's really important that we're constantly watching them, helping them to stay comfortable. But all similarly, we at the same time, we do need to be able to interact with them. So if we need to train them so that they become more comfortable, watching their body language is part of that training seeing what they're comfortable with when they're getting to a point where we're pushing them too hard and and then stepping back and just taking it really slowly one step at a time and working with with them rather than trying to force things on them which which doesn't doesn't tend to work that well to be honest so so that's a really important sorry sorry. that's a really important note for horse owners as well in terms of it's a real good kind of signs for when maybe your horse needs that extra support in terms of its handling. Definitely. Um, I mean, we do know that um, one of the things that horse owners often wish they'd known a bit more about when they first got involved with horses and first became an owner is about horse psychology and and their behaviour. Because I think it's a relatively new subject in terms of the amount of interest and knowledge that we, we have. So behavioural problems, I think, in the past have have too often ended up being blamed on the horse, where actually the horse is often just trying to tell us that they're not happy with the situation or that they don't understand what's being asked of them or that it's reminding them of something that they um, that is a bad memory from their past. But by reading those really subtle signals early on, we can stop and sort of look into that. And similar with physical health, spot problems early look into it, try and sort it out then rather than let it escalate into something that's a bigger problem that's going to be harder to sort out and take longer for sure. I suppose they're also really good first indicators of when a horse might need medical attention. Also, is are there any specific indicators for discomfort for example or is it kind of more you getting to know your horse and getting to know the signs for when they're showing that they're not relaxed or they're you know they're a bit uncertain yeah that's a that's a very good point I mean definitely knowing what's normal for a particular horse is really helpful to spot things early sort of big change I mean there's certainly I think things that if you looked at in any horse could indicate a problem um, such as you know very tense face muscles sort of the muscles above the eye around the jaw the nostrils all being those muscles being sort of tense and, and clamped and um, a general sense of tension in the body is often a sign of pain um, and often behavioral issues can be linked back to pain and we would always recommend that ruling out pain as a cause of a behavioral problem is a really good starting point We've got sort of numerous examples of horses that were um, became grumpier or were more difficult to catch or more difficult to ride. 
and the owner knew that that wasn't, or, or the person looking after them or the person riding them, knew that that was a change for them and actually starting to explore that with, with a vet um, diagnosed an underlying problem, something gastric ulcers, for example, which you can't see. There's not really any physical signs of as such, but it's often a behavioural sign that, that can be what prompts somebody to look into that and, and diagnose a condition like ulcers. Wow, that's really, really interesting. If we're moving away from, from kind of horse owner to some of our lovely supporters who come to our visitor centres and mm. interact with our horses over the fence lines and the paddocks, I know everyone's really keen to get their hands on and kind of show so much affection to these lovely, lovely animals. Thinking about body language, and and how horses enjoy interacting with us. What tips can we can we give our visitors when they come to see us so they can get the most out of meeting our horses? Yeah, we really like people to be able to interact because it's it's quite special um, having a bit of hands-on time with, with one of our residents. I would say that if a horse comes up to the fence to see you, that's a really good sign. You know, when they've got the whole field and they could move away if they wanted to, the fact that they're coming up to the fence is, is a great sign. And, and presumably you'll see those those ears prick forward and the head sort of and the eyes looking and sort of thinking about, oh, yes, I, I fancy uh, saying hello to you. One thing to be really aware of is that um, if you feed horses treats by hand, even if that's just a handful of grass, which a lot of people wouldn't say see as a treat, but anything that's fed to them by hand, it may mean that they start to come to the fence anticipating food rather than just a bit of quality time with a with a person. And that can be more of an issue. A horse might look for food by nibbling, which can sometimes tip over into an actual nip or a full on bite. It also means that horses are more likely to squabble with each other. Um, they will have a little bit of, can be a little bit of a conflict if they think there's food present. So that can cause problems between themselves in the fields as well. So what we would always recommend, it's much nicer, much safer, is to give them a little scratch with the ends of your fingers. You can, you can give them a good rub, quite quite hard and that mimics some of their natural interaction where you can sometimes see horses in a in a field sort of nibbling each other at the base of their neck with um with their teeth they enjoy that it's it's something that they do with close companions and it um, is a way of reinforcing the bond of friendship and they seem to enjoy it physically it's, it's been shown to relax them reduce their heart rate it's it's sort of quality us time if you like and we can sort of most horses if they're friendly and they enjoy human interaction, we'll often find a, a sort of a, a scratchy spot, often sort of um, at the base of the neck or down the shoulder or sometimes between the front between the front legs on their chest. And they'll tell you when when you found that spot because you'll see their their mouth begin to move, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes they'll they'll look as if they're trying to nibble you back almost. So yeah, just just be aware if they do try and mutually groom you back but but yeah it's a really nice way of interacting with horses without making anything complicated by introducing food which um which can be a problem to be honest so that's that's a good message for not just people who come to our centers that you know to to give a scratch and attention is is so much more rewarding and 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 better for their kind of behavior long term as well but i suppose that goes for anyone walking down a country lane and seeing a horse in a field as they're out and about, all those kind of rules apply, don't they? Definitely. Um, I mean, sadly, it's it's not uncommon to hear of horses becoming quite seriously ill or even developing a fatal issue 
um, because they've been fed food, very well-meaning, but if they've been fed something inappropriate, fed too much of it, fed something that somebody didn't realise was poisonous or really bad for them, um, or fed in the, in the the wrong way, yeah, horses have quite sensitive digestive systems. Um, they can't be sick, so they're unable to regurgitate food um, in a way that we can to sort of get rid of something that's that's going to disagree with us. Unfortunately, horses don't have that, so. I would always really recommend that you don't feed horses that you don't know. Have that physical interaction with them, with your hands. Don't take food. And yeah, just just enjoy watching horses. Um, You can learn a lot by seeing how they interact with you, how they interact with each other, sort of what they what they do in the field. I've certainly learned an awful lot over the years just by watching the herds here at Red Wings. It's a great opportunity visiting us to see big quite big groups of horses and um, some of the social dynamics the friendships the relationships um, it does remind us how horses interact in a way when they have quite a natural lifestyle and and um, company on their own terms thank you so much again for your time Helen thank you <laughs> thanks so much to Helen for taking part in this week's episode of field notes if you have a question about horse care or you're concerned for the welfare of an equine, you can email welfare at redwings.co.uk or visit our website redwings.org.uk where you'll find plenty of free information. Until next week, bye! <laughs>